Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest on the podcast is Jessica Donovan, who is a qualified naturopath and the founder of Natural Super Kids. So Jess helps busy mums with their kids' health so that they have healthy, happy and thriving children. And I think that is such an amazing niche to be in, such an important area. Um, And Jess, as we'll go into today, she does a few different things. So she does one-on-one consultations. She has an online membership and also has some amazing healthy recipe eBooks available online as well. So thank you so much for joining me here today, Jess. It's such a pleasure to have you on and I can't wait to hear about everything that you do. Thank you so much for having me, Shana. Excited to, to share. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. Let's get into it by talking a little bit about how you got started in the health and wellness space. Yeah, so it was a it was a while ago. <laughs> so I graduated as a naturopath in 2000. I'm showing my age here. <laughs> so I've been a naturopath for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I got interested in naturopathy in the first place because of my own health issues, like most of us, I think. <laughs> um, so I had just hormonal issues and acne as a teenager and uh you know what modern medicine was offering wasn't really cutting it was basically the pill which would get rid of my problems but then as soon as I would come off the pill you know that the symptoms would come back with a vengeance so that was my first inkling in like oh this is not really a you know getting to the the cause of the problem this is just a band-aid solution and Um, after seeing some GPs and they really didn't have anything else to offer, my mum took me along to a naturopath and I started making some big changes to my diet and um, working on my gut health and got on top of my own symptoms that way. So then decided to study naturopathy myself. Yeah, so that's really how I initially got into it. Yeah, incredible. It's so interesting how so many of us do go down this path because of our own personal health journeys, isn't it? And I think that's Mm. powerful because then you can relate to clients. That's great. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were studying, did you know where you wanted to take your career? Like, did you expect to go into one-on-one practice or what were you thinking at that point in time? Yeah, so my big focus, because I was quite young, I went straight out of high school into naturopathy and I was one of the youngest in the class. Like there was a lot of older, um, you know, adults uh, that were studying with me. Um, So I didn't really have a definite idea of what I wanted to do. I wanted to go traveling. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what I did. So as soon as I graduated, um, me and my now husband, husband um went traveling we initially just left to go for a year you know the backpacking thing going to um work on a on a camp in the states and uh do some traveling we ended up got being gone for five years um yeah and so we worked and traveled our way around and we did the typical kind of like worked on the worked as a lifeguard in in camp america um and did the pub work in london and sort of kept traveling that way. And then 
we actually did both land some really good jobs for our careers. So I landed a job in London as a naturopath, um, working with five other Australian naturopaths that were all much more experienced than me. And I always say that I learned more in that job than I did in my in my education. It was such a great opportunity. We had a herbal dispensary. So people used to come in and we'd mix herbs for them sort of on the spot for acute issues. Um, so that was amazing. And then I also worked in a few wellness spas around Canada as a massage therapist. And um, yeah, so that was that was really good experience. That's kind of how my career started. Yeah, incredible. So were you working seeing one-on-one clients in that job in London? Yes, yes, I did. I sort of um, worked just in the shop at first. And then after about six months, I started seeing one-on-one clients. And I still remember the first one-on-one client I saw. I was so nervous, you know, thinking, oh, what if I don't know, you know, the issues that they're, they're going to be talking about? What if I don't know what to do for them? And yeah, I was very uh, nervous. So, so I got some experience there and it was great to have that community or those other naturopaths that I was working with. So we could, you know, we could share ideas and ask questions and that sort of thing. So it was a great first job. Yeah. Sounds like an incredible environment where you would have learned so much. Um, Mm -hmm. Since you went traveling before that, did you find having that break away from naturopathy that you sort of were worried you had forgotten things or because I know this is something that comes up from people where they're not necessarily practicing for a while um, and they're like, oh, no, I've forgotten everything I learned. Like, tell us a little bit about how you navigated that and trusted in your abilities, which you obviously had the knowledge and the capabilities to do it. Um, But yeah, to be able to overcome that limitation and be like, yes, I still can do this. Yeah, great question. Um, So yes, I was, I remember going for the job interview at this job in London and be like really desperately wanting this job. Um, And I think it was a really great stepping stone because the job was as a naturopath, but it was within a shop. So then I started getting that experience there. But yeah, that was definitely a big concern, you know, because I'd had probably Um, it was probably about 18 months that I'd had from graduating to working at that job. And I remember other people that I graduated with saying, what, you're going traveling, you're going to, you know, you're going to lose all of your knowledge, and you're going to lose all of your contacts. And people were sort of saying that's, you know, not really a very responsible thing to do. Um, But I think that stepping stone into working in the shop and the herbal dispensary, and then going into practice, really helped that transition. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important. And I love that you also went against what people were saying and coming from that sort of like lack and scarcity and that fear um, and being like, no, I can do this. I've studied for this. I'm going to travel, enjoy myself and then get into it when you're ready. And that's fantastic because we have those skills. We have that knowledge. And if you want to do something like travel, which I personally did the same and would would not change that for the world, it was such a great Mm. experience. So it's so nice to see that it's possible and you can still come out the other end with a thriving career. Yeah, such a good point. And I think there's certain experiences that you have when you travel. Like I remember going to this amazing herb farm in the Czech Republic of all places um, and, you know, learning a lot there. And so, yeah. you, you know, you can continue on that learning and um, and gaining knowledge while you're traveling as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you're getting life experiences and communication skills as well, all stuff that will eventually translate and help you in your practice or whatever you decide to do afterwards. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So tell us a little bit about um, where you went from that job in London. 
Yeah, okay. So when we came home from uh, being overseas, so, you know, we spent, I, I think I worked in that job for about 18 months. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. And I, I nearly missed this bit. Then I actually started working at another clinic. So because this this job um, that I was at in London, there was five of us naturopaths. I wasn't getting as much kind of clinic experience as I wanted to. So I, I would only work in clinic for one day a week. And that would vary in terms of how many clients I'd be able to see. Um, so I actually went for another job that was just outside of London in Hertfordshire. And it was a New Zealand naturopath who'd started this beautiful clinic and she only wanted to work there part-time. Her husband was a pilot, so they had plenty of money to invest in creating this beautiful clinic. But then she, you know, only wanted to work a few days a week and she had a child. So she hired me to come in and, yeah, do some consulting um, and do a whole heap of other different things there as well. So that was the next job I had. I was there for a year. Um, it was a fantastic, again, another fantastic opportunity. She had a sort of a different style to consulting. So I learned a lot from her. Um, and then after that, we decided we wanted to head home because it had been quite a while. Um, and so when we came home, I just picked up a job in a pharmacy, um, just because we wanted to get by a house. And uh, so I needed that kind of secure um employment so I worked at that pharmacy actually until I fell pregnant with my first child he is about to turn 13 so um yeah so I've got two children and I worked at that pharmacy I remember walking out of that pharmacy heavily pregnant um and I was I was leaving because it was about an hour from where I lived and so I knew that I didn't want to do that commute with kids um and I had had a couple of not so great experiences with kind of male bosses that were not very kind of flexible. Um, and so I, re- I distinctly remember walking out of that job thinking, I am not going to work for, for anyone else again. I really craved freedom because of all of the travel that I'd done. So yeah. I didn't want to be in employment. And that was my very last job. I have been, I've had my own business ever since. That's incredible. Wow, I love that. And so when you you obviously had your beautiful children and did you start to build up your business as you started to um, pick up more work and have that little bit more freedom or tell us a bit about how you went from that pharmacy job and eventually grew this amazing practice that you now have? Yeah, so this is so interesting because, you know, you forget all of these details going yeah. back. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my, kid, my kids are now 10 and almost 13. So when my son was about six months old, I was ready for some, some form of work. Um, yep. I just wanted something besides being a mum. And my husband was working as a personal trainer at the time. Um, and so I just, we just set up a home office and I started seeing clients just for half a day a week. I was still breastfeeding. He wasn't a great sleeper. So, you know, I, I didn't have the capacity to work a lot, but I, again, like you were saying before, I had this worry that if I stayed out of work too long, I would forget everything or I'd lose kind of, um, you know, that, that connection, um, or, you know, the connection with, with naturopathy and with clients. Uh, and so I, it was really actually easy to get clients because my husband was a personal trainer. He would just refer his clients to see me. <laughs> yes. 
Um, <laughs> that was actually our very first experience with a membership. So he set up this membership where they would see him for two sessions a week and they would get a session with me every month. And we kind of packaged it up into a membership and um, created this kind of recurring revenue, which I'm all about now. I'll, I'll get to that in terms of my business model um, yeah. at the moment. So yeah, it was not a great setup though. The room, the clinic room was in the middle of the house. My husband had to take our baby out, you know, for, for the time that I was working. Um, but we made it work and I got my kind of fix of some adult conversation and and feeling like I kind of was was keeping my my hand in the career. Yeah, that's brilliant. I worked out so well and how perfect that your husband is a PT. So you were getting clients through that. <laughs> Yes, very lucky because, because yeah. you know, starting starting to see clients again, it's always really hard to even just get those first clients. So I didn't have mm-hmm. that issue because, yeah, they, um, they were coming from him. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. And so as you continue to grow your practice, um, what did that look like? Did you start taking on more days or at what point did you bring on the recurring revenues like the other memberships that you now have? Um, yeah, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so I was I just stayed very part time. My kids are just over two years apart. So I got pregnant again and had my daughter. Um, And then it was when so I just I was just seeing clients very part time um, at home. At one point, I actually moved into the gym and I that my husband was working at and I had a room out of there. So that was a great way to to, again to build up that client base a bit more. Yeah. And then I decided I wanted to launch something online. Mm -hmm. So very early on being a mum, I knew that I didn't want to be working in a clinic room with clients for too many days of the week. Like I I do enjoy that side of um, practice, but I knew it wasn't something that I wanted to do full time. So I launched my first online business, which was called Energetic Mama, and it was all about, you know, boosting energy for mums. So I spent some time creating and writing an ebook, yep. um, and that was my first, very first online offering, and that was very exciting. You know, when I started putting that out there and seeing kind of sales roll in very slowly at that point, but I was very excited about this opportunity or this this kind of. Um, I guess, situation of where you could have something just sitting online and you could actually be making sales overnight. So that really kind of piqued my interest. And also the fact that I was able to get my knowledge out to more people. That was the other thing that excited me about that. So um, Energetic Mama was around for a couple of of years. And within that process of um, developing online programs or you know products and programs I just put a I just started doing a lot of free content at first so just posting on socials fairly regularly at that point I was blogging you know just one blog a month Um, I had the ebook but I was just giving out a lot of free content and not doing too much selling Um, and I put a survey out to my audience saying, what, you know, what do you need help with? And I had a list of ideas of online courses that I was thinking of creating. And it was, you know, boosting energy for mums, reducing stress for mums, hormone balance for mums. There was a few others. And at the bottom of that list, I put, um, 
kids health help with your kids health and by far that was the most popular it kind of really really surprised me because it was something that I just quickly added on thinking oh maybe you know maybe people might want some information on this um and by far that was the most popular kind of option in my survey so that's when I started delving into the world of kids health I was seeing lots of kids in clinic um and getting good results with them and just knowing that there was that kind of need there or want there for, for people wanting um, extra support in that area. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I developed my first online program, which was called Natural Super Kids. Yeah. Um, and at that time, it was a six week program. I'm just trying to remember. I launched it and I got some really good results. My list was very small back then. You know, I think I had about 400 people on my email list and we got it was 50 it was around 50 people signing up wow, so the conversion rate on that conversion. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if that's only I could get those conversion rates now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with my bigger email list but I think that was the back then obviously this was a good 10 years ago yeah um so the online world was was very different and I think yeah. just because I'd been I'd been giving value giving value giving value and I'd listened to what my audience wanted yes. I think that's why we got such great results yeah that's incredible and you touched on something really important there because your business obviously changed a fair bit when you niched into the energetic mamas and then you niched down into helping mums with their kids health so how did that compare from before you had those niches when you were practicing earlier did you sort of um, specifically help certain conditions or were you sort of just whoever came through you would help I was definitely whoever came through, I would help. Um, And, you know, I'm all about niching. I think the, the now that, especially in the online world, you know, if you're talking to everyone, no one is going to listen. But if you're talking to that particular person with that specific issue, then you get known as the expert in that area. And, you know, you need to develop that. You don't automatically just become an expert and people aren't just going to automatically start calling you an expert. And even when you become an expert, but, you know, you you often think, you know, oh, how how did I get here? It's just really focusing on that one thing and solving problems in that one area for people. So, yeah, I think my business really started to take off when I started to focus in on specific areas for sure. Yeah, that's so interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about your program. You mentioned it was at first a six-week program. Is it still around or have you turned that into what your membership now is or what does that look like these days? Yeah, so because it was so popular, um, it it was probably about 18 months afterwards, after a lot of kind of thinking, oh, what am I going to do with this? Um, Because I'd also launched a mum's health program that went okay, but nowhere near as popular as the kids health program. So that was kind of my all right, I'm going to focus on kids' health. There's a lot of competition in the mum's health space, the hormone space, the um, weight loss space, but there wasn't really a lot around at the time um, when it came to kids' health. So I think that was another reason that I decided to, you know, really focus on that. So I actually just completely changed my business. I let go of Energetic Mama, which was really, you know, sad at the time and made my whole business natural super kids. Yeah. Um, 
And so at first it was this six-week program and then I came across this idea of memberships Mm -hmm. and I did an amazing online program called Tribe with Stu McLaren. Do you know of him? I've heard of it. I've heard it's really good, yeah. (gasps) Yeah, it's fantastic. It's all about how to set up a membership um, site basically And so I did that program. It was a a big investment at the time, 2000 US dollars. So it was a real stretch for me at the time where my business was, but I knew that, you know, I would be able to kind of learn all the ins and outs before I launched a membership. The thing that drew me to that is, um, you know, I was launching this online program and it was successful, but it w- I felt like I was on this launch roller coaster, you know, a whole heap of money would come in, um, a whole heap of stress would come in <laughs> and then there'd be nothing, you know. So and, and then you felt like you needed to wait a, de- a decent period of time before launching again. So you weren't kind of constantly selling to um to your audience so the the idea of a membership where you can get sort of recurring revenue really um really sort of spoke to me and also a lot of people that had done my course were asking me like what else have you got what 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 else you know how can we get extra support from you without working with you one-on-one and so I thought a membership is a great way to give people ongoing support mm-hmm. um And so, yeah, I did this tribe program and launched my membership within a month after finishing that. Um, Yeah, best thing I ever did. I'm I'm a real fan of, of the membership business model. Yeah. And what does that look like for you? What do you offer as part of your membership? Yeah, so another great thing about memberships is they're they're flexible, that they can be fluid, they can change with time, like what you start with doesn't have to be what you are still doing four years later. So my membership has been going for four years. When I launched my membership, I launched an idea, we I literally had no content. um, Or maybe I had like a couple of videos um, only. And I just came up with a sales page and said, this is what I'm thinking. Um, and uh, we actually had 168 people sign up to this membership. Um, you know, I, I kind of created this vision of what I wanted it to be. So, um, it's changed over time. So basically the way the membership works now is, uh, members pay $35 a month. So it's very affordable for people. Um, there's no contracts. They can cancel any time. Um, or there's an annual option where they can pay $350 for the year and they get some bonuses if they sign up for the annual option. Yeah. So we try and kind of veer people towards the annual option, but we still get mainly, mainly monthly signups. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they get for that is the first week of every month, they get a new bundle of recipes um, and a cooking demo. Yeah. Um, and I now have another naturopath create those for me. So at first I was creating everything myself. And this is, I think, what people are a bit worried about when it comes to a membership, that constant content creation. And at first, yes, you need to do it all yourself. Well, most people do. Yeah. Um, but now I don't create much of the content for the membership site at all. So we do um, recipes and cooking demo in the first week. In the second week, we do a video. So that might be a video of me interviewing someone or it might be a video of me presenting some topic on kids health so I do those and I actually really enjoy doing those Um, the third week of every month they get a cheat sheet 
So the other naturopath that works for me, Susan, um, who creates the recipes, she also creates the cheat sheet. So we might do a cheat sheet on um, boosting your iron levels or how to get enough calcium into your kid's diet if they're dairy free. We've got a lot of members that are dairy free, you know, because they've got eczema or allergies or gut issues, that sort of thing. We might do a cheat sheet on reducing toxin exposure in your house. Like there's a whole range of different subjects that we do um, cheat sheets on. And then uh, every single week in the Facebook group, I do an Ask the Naturopath session. So people ask questions and then I go live and answer all of their questions. The bigger the membership's getting, the longer those sessions are going for. So (laughs) I'm in the process of figuring out a more sustainable kind of way um, because at the moment we answer everyone's questions. The other naturopath will go in and answer people's questions as well. Um, But we've also built up a lot of resources. So, you know, if someone asks a question about, you know, my child has eczema, what should I do? We can say, oh, there's a video in the membership, go and watch that. And then if you've got any further questions, you can um, ask us. So it is very busy. We've got over 700 members now. Um, So lots of members. And yeah, I just, um, like I said, love the, the membership model because it allows me to be able to be um creative in terms of what we can kind of provide for our members and we and we can build that kind of deeper relationship we've got members that have been with us right from the start um and then you know we've got members that just joined last month so there's a real variety in terms of their level of knowledge and um the health concerns that they're having with their kids as well yeah that's incredible. What a great concept and idea. And it's so fantastic that you do have such a big group in there now and that it's just continuing to grow. Yeah, it's been a lot of hard work. It's been the, the growth imagine. has been slower than I thought. I mean, when you think we got, um, I think it was 168, I think, members in that initial launch. Yep. And we do three launches a year. Mm-hmm. Um so, but, but it's the, you know, it's the drop off in between launches because the, yeah. the nature of a membership is that people do cancel. Yeah. Um, and we know our numbers really well now, and we know that our retention rate is pretty good. We sit at 90 to 95% retention, wow. but the bigger your numbers get, yeah. the more, you know, if 10% of people are dropping out every month out of 700 people, that's 70 people cancelling. So I've definitely yeah. turned off those notifications for cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> Because you can't help but kind of take it a little bit personally. Um, But that's definitely, you know, the nature of a membership. And when you know what, you know, what the the average, I guess, industry norms are in terms of retention rates and things that um, it can take that emotion out of it a bit. Yeah, no, you're doing incredible. That's a brilliant retention rate. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, So how do you host your membership? So, yeah, good question. So I use Access Ally, which is a WordPress plugin. Yeah, yeah, so it's very customizable. I know the majority of people with memberships use Kajabi now. Um, Just the the web designer developer that I had set mine up um, was kind of an Access Ally expert. So I'm really happy with Access Ally. There's definitely, with a membership, there can be, you know, there can be lots of tech issues um, and they kind of develop along the way. Like, I mean, when we first started, we didn't even have an automated way for people to cancel. Um, You know, we didn't have an automated way to kick people out if their payments were failing. So 
there's it's been a steep learning curve along the way but I think you know just I mean my advice for people thinking about doing something similar would be just get started and you can sort out all the details as you go yeah absolutely and in terms of using access ally in comparison to Kajabi is that one a more affordable option because Kajabi especially as people are starting out it can be a little bit more expensive yeah depending where you are in your business is access ally on a similar sort of level or is it it's it is cheaper um but I think with Kajabi you can use that for emailing and everything as well yeah. can't you yeah I so I yeah yeah so I use Entreport which oh, yeah. for, for my CRM for emailing and I love Entreport that's where we take payments through we um create our, our landing pages we yeah. have our affiliate program in there we send our emails out of there um yeah. you know we can do a lot in there set up campaigns and funnels and that sort of thing so that is a big cost that's $300 US a month I definitely didn't start with that I've I've upgraded to that as I could afford it yeah um, and access ally I think we pay 97 a month for yeah. so cheaper than Kajabi but I think Kajabi is a lot easier kind of do it yourself to set up I think with access yeah. ally it's a bit more complicated um yeah. yeah it's not too bad like I can work things out um, in Access Ally and um, yeah it's it just works as a plugin on your WordPress site. Yeah amazing that's really good info and yeah it's so interesting with like the mailing list as well it does get more expensive as the bigger your list gets so yes. I think that can be something that scares people being like oh we have to pay that much a month but it's really relative to like how many people you have on your mailing list and how many people you're ultimately selling to. Exactly, exactly. And even with Entreport now, when we're in a launch and we're sending out lots and lots of emails, yeah. <laughs> um, we always get extra charges with Entreport because we've gone over yeah. our email quota. Um, we've got about 30,000 people on our email list now. So that does get expensive when you're sending emails out. Yeah. Um, but it's relative because you you make more money. And, you know, the benefit of having a big email list is if you just need a bit of extra money in your business, you can just kind of, you know, put out an affiliate offer or, um, you know, create your own sort of little mini offer or mini bundle. We do that quite often with resources that we've already got in the club, um, which is the membership site, the Natural Super Kids Club. We'll just pull like bits and pieces out of there and come up with a bundle and kind of put it out to the email list. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, like you said, relative to uh, the size of your business in terms of how much you're paying. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've got two questions from that. One is about growing your mailing list and the second will be about affiliates. So let's start with growing your mailing list to such an amazing size, having that many thousands of people in there. How did you get to that point and what are some of your main techniques to do so? Yeah, so I think that our mailing list grows the most during launches uh, because we are spending money on Facebook ads. And again, we have gradually increased the amount that we spend as we become more confident that we're going to get results. So um, a a bit of a side note, my husband uh, was able to leave his job at the end of last year because the business was going really well. I know, such a such a um, fantastic kind of lifestyle move for us. So he works a couple of days in the business yeah. and he helps out at home and at 
like with the kids and everything um, as well. And it just allows us to have that more relaxed sort of lifestyle. So my point of that was, though, that he is the figures guy. So he is keeping his eye on, you know, what our conversion rates are, how many people we need, how many new people we need to get in to our email list to be able to, um, you know, have this many amount of new members. That is definitely not my strength. So that's really helped in terms of us being able to confidently kind of, you know, start doubling our Facebook ad spend because we know fairly confidently, you never know for sure, but we, we know fairly confidently what that's going to mean um, in terms of, of return. So launching um, and my launches are generally webinar launches. So we'll do a webinar and, you know, um, introduce people to the Natural Super Kids Club in that way. And we do that three times a year. So the doors are closed and we only open for, you know, that week period. Um, And then just having a range of opt-ins as well. So, um, and this is something that, again, like we've we've kind of built up over time. And so whenever I'm putting out any content, like I do a weekly Facebook Live, um, and I've been doing that for about three years, and I'll talk about a particular subject, and I will always have a call to action to um, to download our freebie, which is more often than not, it's a gut health, a kid's gut health freebie, which is really popular. And it just kind of goes through the basics of what you need to know about kids' gut health. Um, so that's another way that we're sort of continuing to grow our list, that consistent content and always having a call to action at the end of any content we're putting out. That's amazing. And so those Facebook lives you're doing, is that public facing or is that within the membership? No, that's public facing. So yeah. I do a weekly public facing wow. uh, Facebook live and then I do a weekly membership Ask yeah. the Naturopath Facebook live. Yeah. yeah, so it's, you know, and I think so many people just aren't willing to do that. And that is really that consistent content is, yeah. I think, the key to building, not just building your audience, but also, uh, you know, building that trust and that connection yeah. with your audience as well. Definitely. Yeah, that's really interesting. And yeah, a great thing to be doing. Mm. And if you like, I'll just I'll just um, go into a little bit there as well. So I do that weekly Facebook live. Yeah. And then I have a writer who is a mutual friend of ours, Sam, Sam Jamel. Um, She creates a blog post out of that Facebook Live and she creates some little social media snippets. So we're really kind of, I don't know, squeezing that one piece of content and getting out um, other other content based on that one piece of content. So all I have to do is do that one Facebook Live. She creates the blog post. She creates the social media um, blurbs. They go to my VA. She kind of um, finds images and posts them on social media. So it's having that kind of um, regular system that's really helped to grow things as well. Yeah, repurposing is a game changer and there's no point having to create 50 different things for 50 different places. When you've got something with so much information like a Facebook Live, you can then repurpose on your blog and all those other places and not cause yourself all that extra stress. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. That's been, that's been huge. Um, and, and people say, oh, how do you get so much content out? And it's like, it's repurposing. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. One more question before we talk about affiliates. How do you think of so many different topics to constantly be doing two Facebook lives a week and talking? I imagine some of them would be quite long. You mentioned that you get a lot of questions, so they'd be long. I suppose that's good because you're getting your content by seeing what people are yes. asking. Um, but yeah, where do you get your inspiration and how do you know you're always going to have something to talk about? <laughs> Yes, and this is this was a worry when I first started um, my my Facebook Live show, um, and I do get to points where I'm like, oh, what am I going to talk about next? I feel like I've talked about everything in relation to kids' health, but then I just get a little spark of inspiration. Like I was feeling like that about six weeks ago, and then I'm like, oh, hang on, I haven't talked. It was just a conversation with a client, and this is often where my ideas come from. Like really tuning in to listening, you know what what their questions are, what their struggles are, um, and my members as well. You know what questions are they asking is a good indicator to you know in terms of what people might be interested in. Yep. So yeah, more this, this recent one, I was like, oh, I've just been through a launch and I've been putting lots of content on gut gut health out, which is one of our big kind of pillars I guess we talk about gut health a lot and there's you know gut health can link to so many things you can talk about gut health and anxiety and gut health and um you know tummy issues and gut health and allergies and gut health and eczema um mm-hmm. and yeah th- this recent kind of series that we did is on minerals so cool. I can't even remember how it came about but it was a conversation with a client and I thought they were asking I think about zinc um, and what you know, the, what zinc can, what the benefits of zinc are, or what uses of zinc in the body are. And I um, thought, oh, maybe I can do a mineral series. And just that one spark of inspiration. Now I've done one on, I'm doing one on zinc next week. I've done one on calcium, one on iron, one on magnesium. Yeah. And so I, I try and kind of bundle up different topics. You know, we might do a bundle of immunity topics. Um, I often will. Uh, do topics on particular conditions so like ear infections or tonsillitis or um yeah those sorts of things because then then it attracts people who have those issues with their kids and when I'm putting out my free content this is another big kind of challenge like how much do you give away for free versus how much do you save for your membership um, or your online course and so I just make the free information kind of a little bit vague, um, like in terms of give people value, but don't tell them the the step-by-step what to do to kind of solve the issue. So it's more the kind of what and why um, mm-hmm. and the how content um, gets sort of saved for the membership. I am guilty, though, of giving out how information for, for free, but I just try, tend to make it vague, not too specific. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. What a great way to come up with ideas. And it's so fantastic that you have been able to keep that up. And I'm sure you'll be (laughs) continuing for so long. And yeah, it's a great thing to offer people. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about affiliates. You mentioned before, sometimes you'll send out emails offering affiliate deals. Um, So tell us a bit about the benefits of having affiliates and people recommending your products and how that has helped you grow your business. Yeah, so I love affiliate programs. I promote other people's programs as an affiliate and I also have affiliates for my program. So um, as far as um, affiliates for my program goes, I guess it's just sort of I've built up kind of... um, 
just connections and relationships with people over time in um, with people who have complimentary offers to me. So our biggest affiliate uh, for our Natural Super Kids Club program is a lady who owns a, a whole food kind of online store. Yep. So it makes a lot of sense for her to be kind of sharing our stuff, which is more informational. Um, and I'm an affiliate for her store as well. So it's kind of this kind of two-way relationship. Um, okay. So, you know, we, we offer 30% recurring commission for our um, membership program. So that's a big draw card for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it's only a small amount per person, but it is recurring. So every month that they stay a member, um, that affiliate makes that commission. So um yeah and and just it's really just been slowly building up relations relationships with people and then prior to us launching I'll just approach people I get lots of no's you know I try and approach the the people with the big audiences as well and sometimes never hear back from them but it's just kind of putting myself out there and for every you know 10 emails you write you write um you know you might get one or two people saying yes (laughs) so again you've kind of got to have that resilient thick skin and not take it personally um but it's never it's never a personal issue sometimes it works Mm -hmm. out sometimes it doesn't um and then in in terms of um, me being an affiliate for people, I just kind of, I don't have any, um, you know, any sort of program that I can like that I'm consistently an affiliate for. I just, um, you know, get, get approached sometimes by people with complimentary offers and depending on the timing, um, I will say yes or no. And then we've got quite a few products that we're affiliates for as well. So some of the brands that we really love or um, brands that we offer discounts on in the membership that's another thing that our members get is uh, discounts for certain products um, you know natural kids health products that are online um, and we'll also set up affiliate programs where possible for those so we're introducing our members and our our community to uh, brands that we love but we're also kind of getting a kickback from that which is nice too yeah absolutely and do you find they're like worthwhile Um, do you sort of get much from the affiliates that you promote um yeah is it worth people taking those on in your opinion yeah it does vary a little bit for sure um and I think you you need to put a bit of effort in you know at first I just thought oh we'll just stick this on the resources page as a product we recommend that never really generates you might get one or two sales here and there it's when we focus and and do some promotion like do a little bit in our newsletter or put some specific posts out on social media that it does really work yeah um so yeah I think just just realizing that you do have to put a bit of effort in behind it and not just kind of stick it on your website and hope that it's going to <laughs> to earn you some commissions yeah so true people aren't necessarily going to stumble upon it but yeah I think it's mm. good that you have time into your membership as well so it is sort of on people's radar and you are speaking about it um, that would definitely make a difference yeah yeah and it's a bit to manage as well you know when you're managing all your own stuff and then affiliate stuff it can get a little bit overwhelming so I think just starting with one or two affiliate programs or products and really focusing on giving those some time and energy is better than trying to you know promote a whole heap of different products and programs 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and speaking of like time and resource and things like that, do you have people helping you? So you've obviously got the naturopath who does your recipe development. Um, you've got Sam doing the writing and you've got your partner who helps within the business as well. Um, is that your mm-hmm. team? And how did things change when you did bring them on? Did that really help you focus on what you needed to focus on while other people were taking care of other things? Yeah, definitely. This is something else that I'm really passionate about is team. So I have those people that you mentioned. I also have a virtual assistant who does about 20 hours a week for me. She's in the Philippines. She was my first hire. Um, And then I've got an Australian girl, Chloe, who does customer service and community management. She does um, around 15 hours a week as well. So she's sort of my most recent hire. She came on around the same time as my, my husband came on as well so yeah like I just feel I I resisted bringing anyone on for so long you know I just had this real mental block about being able to afford even you know someone from the Philippines which are fairly you know cost effective in in relation to someone here from Australia and as soon as I bought her on you know I I just started loading like I just saw the benefits almost immediately you know I started off just five hours a week and um, I went through a couple of people that were no good and then came across um, the girl that I've got now she's been with me for I think three years Um, and so I've had really good success with her and she does a lot of the the back end stuff like I literally would not even know how to do a lot of that stuff anymore (laughs) Um, I think it's really important and again this is when my business really took off when I just stopped holding on to feeling like I had to do everything myself yeah. Initially, it's really hard to start outsourcing, um, but then it, it definitely becomes addictive when you see the, that you've got all of this sort of extra time to be able to yeah. focus on the higher level tasks. I mean, your business is just not going to be able to scale if you're sitting there doing your own bookkeeping or if you're sitting there doing your own social media scheduling. Of course, we need to start there. Like I definitely yeah. used to do it all. Um, but the the quicker you outsource, the quicker your business is going to grow. I, you know, I've definitely seen that. And I think, um, yeah, this year, probably about four months ago, I finally closed my books to new clients because I have this other naturopath, Susan, who she's just amazing. Um, she's a great practitioner. She's a whole food chef as well. So she does all our recipe creation. Um, and she wanted more, consult work but people because I'm the face of the business people were just naturally booking in with me so here I was overwhelmed trying to run the membership trying to do the clients um and finally I'm like okay I'm just gonna I'll just try it and I think this is key as well in your business just look at everything like a bit of an experiment be curious nothing's set in stone like you can close your books and then you can open them again the next week like it doesn't really matter Um, but I, so I close my books to new clients. I still see my, my regular clients and that has just made the world of difference. And now she's got fully booked uh, weeks, which she's really happy about. And I'm so much less overwhelmed. So yeah, I'm big on outsourcing. Yeah, that's brilliant. (laughs) How many hours would you say you work within your business at the moment? Um, it does vary depending on whether I'm launching or not. Launching is definitely still, um, you know, I still work too much during launch times. I would would say I probably work about 30 hours a week yep. uh, fairly consistently. I would like to reduce that. I am a bit of a 
workaholic I do love work and um it's hard, like I, I let something go and then I get a new idea of something else that I want to do yeah. <laughs> my husband's like just just don't don't launch anything else or don't you know just just cruise I feel a bit kind of restless when there's not a lot happening um yeah. but I, I'm working on that <laughs> definitely <laughs> Um, yeah, so I work about 30 hours a week, but during launch yep. time, that can increase quite a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's totally fair enough. And tell us a little bit about what a average week or day looks like for you. Yeah, it can vary quite a lot. As I said, my client work has reduced a lot since I've stopped taking on new clients. So I, I put one day a week aside for client work. Um, but since I haven't been taking on new clients, that is not always full, which is actually nice just to give myself a bit more breathing space. Yeah. Um, so but I, I try not to open emails as soon as I sit down <laughs> um, because then you kind of get stuck into the sucked into the vortex of all the all the to do's. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my days vary quite a bit, but I'm definitely working on more higher level tasks and really trying to kind of step into more of a CEO role and oversee everyone. I think the. The, the challenge that I'm having at the moment is now that I've got a fairly significant team, some days, you know, I'm getting lots of messages and trying to sort things out for them. So I'm, I'm kind of in this place where I'm doing a lot of people management, which is not necessarily my favourite thing to do. Um, so working on making changes there. Um, but I'm, I, I joke that we're either in launch, recovering from a launch or working towards our next launch. Yeah. <laughs> so at the moment, you know, our, our launch isn't until March, but we're getting ready for launch um, already. So we're trying, we're preparing things and getting all the tasks set up in Asana. I use Asana. I don't know if you know of that project. I am obsessed with Asana. It is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good so we have recurring tasks there so things yeah. that need to get done every week I'll just kind of open Asana see what needs to be done yeah. and tick those tasks off and we have those for the team as well yeah. that was a life changer as soon as I brought on my first team member I started using Asana and setting her recurring tasks because the last thing you want to be doing is setting the same task over and over again yeah. um, and Asana <laughs> can really yeah but like um, reduce that so I'm creating content quite a lot. You know, I'm creating content for my Facebook Live or for my membership or um, for social media. Uh, and, oh, God, I don't even know what else I do. <laughs> my, my 12-year-old, so my 12-year-old son, I was talking to him. He's quite interested in business and um, I can imagine him kind of doing something himself in business. And I was telling him about um you know what what everyone he was asking me about what everyone does in my business and he's like so what do you do then if everyone else is doing everything that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question what do I do but I, I easily fill fill my days like it's yeah. the strategy the marketing the getting ready for the next launch I'm, I'm going to launch a podcast next year so, so I'm exciting. spending a bit of time doing that at the moment yeah um yeah so there's always something happening yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And how would you say the tasks vary when you are preparing or when you're going through the launch period? Because obviously there's all that preparation, but then I imagine as you even mentioned, it amps up around launch time. So what are some of the extra things you do that you wouldn't ordinarily do all year round? 
Yeah, a lot of visibility stuff. So a lot of lives. Um, so when we, the, the launch style that I've been doing for the last year is, as I said, it's a webinar, but we have a pop-up Facebook group to go with it. So I try and make my launches an experience as opposed to just kind of a one-off event. Yeah. Um, so we have this pop-up Facebook group. It's always got lots of energy. So a lot of my time is spent in there, engaging and interacting and doing bonus trainings and answering people's questions and getting people excited about, you know, the webinar. And then the webinar is kind of this final event at the end of the launch. Um, and that's when we invite people into uh, the membership. So lots of preparation for the webinar, even though I do the same webinar. Um, well, I've got a couple of webinars that I rotate through, but yeah. I'm always kind of tweaking those and trying to, to improve them. Um, adding extra value and, um, you know, trying to get the sales pitch kind of converting better at the end. Yeah. Uh, so lots of time on that visibility sort of stuff and also just crossing and checking and making sure that everything's been done. You know, we send out a lot of emails. We do a lot of social posts. Um, so, yeah, I'm still the one that has to kind of make sure that everything's going out when it should be. There's always mistakes. We always make mistakes. We always send out an email at the wrong time or <laughs> last last launch, my Facebook ad account got shut down. I just randomly got an email from Facebook saying your ad account has been shut down. And this was when we were, um, you know, we were spending a lot of money trying to bring people into the webinar. Luckily, I have a Facebook ads manager and she got onto it. The, the, apparently, it was happening a lot. Um, it was apparently related to the US election. But there's always kind of lots of fires to put out during a launch. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> that was stressful. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Um, awesome. And what would you say are some of the skills needed to do something similar to what you're currently doing? Oh, lots of marketing skills. I feel like I've become more, more of a marketer than a naturopath. <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know, I, I still, I love learning. So I think, you know, that, that constant um, learning is really important kind of um, like learning about new strategies that are working um, a bit of tech, um, you know, knowledge is always a good thing, but you can always outsource that. I think a lot of people get caught up on the tech and tech is fairly easy to learn, you know, the basics, and then you can outsource anything that you're not sort of um, comfortable with. And then just that confidence to be able to show up live a lot is important that visibility I mean um, my business definitely wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for that and I you know I still stumble through Facebook lives and press you know stop and think oh I just want to do that all over again like you, you've just got to be comfortable with being imperfect I think yeah. um, mm, and, people and have re resilience <laughs> yes I agree and I think in our space where we don't have to be those polished professionals necessarily like people. Yeah. I mean, the posts that I do that are the most vulnerable and the most relatable that have a bit of emotion in them are always the ones that do better. So you're right. People relate with that imperfection. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. What would you say some of your goals for the future are and what's your vision? 
Yeah, so I've been working on this actually. Um, I'm in a business mastermind and I'm continuing with that next year. So we just did a session on vision and goals, which was um, all very exciting. So I would like, so like I said, we're at uh, 700 members at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd really like to build that up to a thousand members yeah. um, and I'm hoping to surpass that next year. So that's a big goal that I have. Um, but also within that, I don't want that to mean that I'm working more. I want to be doing that and actually starting to work a bit less and step more into the CEO role as opposed to the day-to-day kind of doing role, yep. which I'm, I've, you know, I think that's always going to be a gradual thing. So that is um, a big vision. I love to travel and I love to sort of get out. I'm a big outdoory camping camping. Um, love snowboarding, love the beach. So I would really love to be able to take, you know, three months a year, three separate months a year off and have my business run without me having to do much. I've learned, you know, fairly early on that that whole kind of freedom lifestyle where you're on your laptop and your legs are dangling in the pool is not great. Like it's not realistic. <laughs> the kids are splashing you. And so I really have learned that, you know, I like to work intensely while I'm home and then be able to go away and not have to worry about work too much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are a couple of big visions and I am also, I do a little bit of one-on-one mentoring for other practitioners wanting to increase their visibility and launch online products. And next year I'm launching a, or this year, I think this will, this will be live in 2021. So this year I'm launching um, a group program for health and wellness professionals um, who want to launch online offers. So I'm very excited about that because I feel like that's a way that I can help have more impact in the health and wellness space as well. Yeah, brilliant. And for anyone who is interested in that, tell us a little bit more about what that's going to involve. Is it going to be a set amount of weeks or um, will there be group coaching calls? Yeah, tell us what you're visioning for that. Yeah, this is exciting because I've literally just been working on this, like, or finalizing the details of this this week. So I haven't talked about it. This is the first time I've I've talked about it. Um, I literally sent an email out to my list yesterday saying, if you're a health and wellness professional, like click here to kind of gauge whether, you know, there might be some people that are interested that are already on my list. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at, it's probably going to be a six month program because I feel like it needs to kind of have, I was initially looking at four months, but I feel like four months feels a bit rushed um, to go from, you know, the, I guess the people that I'm, that that will be right for this program are practitioners that that already have a a client base that, um, want to move away from so much one-on-one work and want to launch digital offers, whether that's a membership or an online program or an ebook, you know, just, just launching something. So they've got that extra sort of revenue stream. Um, And so we're going to be working through four main areas. The first one is nailing your niche. So really important to get clear on who you're talking to and who you're serving The second is going to be building your audience, so your email list, your social uh, platforms. The third one is going to be actually creating your offer, so your online program, your membership. Um, And then the fourth one is going to be launching your offer. 
Yeah. So, yeah, and there's going to be kind of lots involved in all of those. So the idea at the moment, I'm thinking a fortnightly call um, with a a small group, I think maximum of eight people um, and working through that. So at the end of the six months, um, people would have launched their, like created and launched their online offer. Amazing. That sounds like a great offering. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Like I said, I've I've become more of a marketer than a naturopath. So I feel like I've got so much knowledge in this area and I see so many practitioners, you know, whether they're nutritionists or naturopaths um, or any wellness practitioners really struggling to kind of get their business off the ground. And then once their books end up busy, they end up burnt out because they're, you know, sitting with clients all day, every day. And there's that cap to how much they can earn. Um, Whereas in the online space, that's what's so exciting. You know, there's, there's no cap. You can um, be earning money while you're on holiday. You can be earning money while you're sleeping. So that's really exciting to me. Yeah. You can really scale it. That's fantastic. Great to Mm. take it to the next level. Yeah. And you yes. mentioned in their ebooks, that's something of yours that we haven't talked about much yet. You've also got some ebooks for sale on your website. Um, how does that fit into your business model? And do you find they're a good thing to have sitting there? How do you promote them and get them out there? Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So this is another example of they're basically bundles of recipes that we've got in the membership site. So it's content we've already got. And we know that not everyone wants to sign up to a membership. Um, And so we wanted to make these recipes available to people who weren't members in some way or another. So we bundled them up and put them into recipe eBooks. To be honest, we haven't put a lot of time and effort into promoting them. So when we launched them, we got, you know, a good amount of sales um, from them, but we need to put more effort into sort of because they're, they're things that sit on our website. We'll sell, you know, a few here and there, yeah. but it's not something that is bringing in a lot of income at the moment. Yeah. Um, so just you talking about it has reminded me that I need to get my <laughs> team onto um, the content calendar. Targeted, yeah, exactly. <laughs> some targeted promotion for those, for those eBooks, because the feedback we've had from them has been really good. It's just a matter of communicating um, that they're there and getting them out there a bit better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And do you find, so obviously eBooks are smaller ticket items. Do you find it's better focusing more on something that is going to bring in that recurring income, like in your case, the membership, um, as opposed to trying to, or having to sell more of the eBooks to get the same return? Yeah, I do think so, because it just really helps to increase that customer lifetime value, you know, with a membership or some sort of recurring um, program, you have to make you make the sale once and you get that recurring income. I think it's like ebooks, I think are good complementary offers to have on your website, and maybe a good place to start. That's definitely where I started. Um, with my Energetic Mama ebook, which was actually quite long. Like it took me months and months to write that. Um, Mm -hmm. And and because that was my only offer at the time, that actually really sold quite well um, because I was focusing on the promotion of it. But, yeah, I would say, you know, for people who are really wanting to, you know, build revenue in an online business, I would definitely recommend a course or a membership over an ebook. Yeah. And I find often what you'd put into an ebook can quite easily be made into a course. 
and it is going to, you're going to be able to put more into it and you're going to be able to get that better return. And when people invest more, they're also more committed to getting the results as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And ebooks, I think, have a really great place for ebooks is as a free opt in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Very good point. Awesome. I feel like I could pick your brain for hours. (laughs) I could talk to you for hours as well. I get so excited about this this stuff. (laughs) Um, Let's shift to a couple more, like more rapid fire questions. Um, One which I love asking guests is if you could recommend one book for every listener to read, what would it be and why? Oh, so many good books. Okay, the first one that comes to my mind is Story Brand by Donald Miller. Okay. Um, so this is a really great, so it, it basically talks through how to come up with a, a story theme for your business yep. um, with you being the guide as opposed to the main character, like your customer or um, client is the main character and you're the guide. And so it talks about kind of um, figuring out what their hurdles and challenges are and it really helps to figure out how you can communicate effectively um, to your audience. So, yeah, Story Brand by Donald Miller, I'd highly recommend. Have you read that one? I haven't, no, but it sounds like something I should definitely read. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a really good one. So so many. I mean, I could, I could keep going with books, but that's the one. I'll stick with that one. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, and when it comes to the mindset of business, what would you say is a mindset shift or a limiting belief to let go of um, to succeed in this industry? So I would say it's feeling like you're the only one that can do everything in your business and that kind of whole getting comfortable with allowing other people. You know, there's so many people out there that can do social media so much better than you can do it or, you know, can do your bookkeeping so much better and more efficiently than you can do it. So letting go of those tasks that don't need to be done by you as the, you know, the qualified professional and you focus and that then allows you to focus on those income producing tasks and being and content creation yeah amazing so important and you mentioned a couple of times the so sort of investing in yourself so you've done some courses you're in a business mastermind how important would you say it is for someone to make that investment in themselves because ultimately we are our best investment Um, so how has that helped you grow as a person and in your career and business oh my gosh so much so important and I think um yeah last year I invested in this mastermind that I was talking about and it was a big financial investment (laughs) it was you know like um when I told my mum I shouldn't have told my mum but she's like oh you could buy a car with that (laughs) I was like yeah I know but this is this you know and it's paid off like my business this year with everything that 2020 has thrown at us has you know really thrived so Anytime I've made a big investment in my business, I think for one, it it just ups your commitment level. Um, you know, when you spend a decent amount on a on an online course or a membership, like you're you're just so committed, so much more committed to it. Um, and two, you're surrounding yourself with other people that are that, that those high level kind of thinkers. So um yeah I am a big I'm a big advocate in investing in in whatever you can and like making that investment feel like a stretch like not so much that you're not going to be able to feed your family (laughs) but 
you know, a stretch that's like, oh, you know, that that feels a little bit uncomfortable. I think that's really the key and where you see more growth as long as you're you're choosing your mentors well. So the mastermind that I chose, I chose it because they're killing it in the membership world. So I wanted to learn that business, you know, the business model that I have. And also they had very similar values. They weren't you know, these push, grind, hustle sort of mentors. They are all about, you know, family first and creating a business around the life that you want. Yeah, love it. That's awesome. Mm. Cool. And so before we do fully wrap up, are there any parting words of advice or wisdom that you want to impart on the listeners? um, I would just say you know, just take it step by step and have that vision of what you want um, and be patient with it. Like it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, You know, I think we can be a little bit impatient and we see these people that are doing amazing things and we compare, you know, our very first step to, to something that they've been kind of working on for 10 years or five years or whatever it is. And so I think just, you know, having that vision in mind, um, finding the right mentors and, um, yeah, just taking it step by step and making sure that you've always got those, you know, those, those life values in mind so that you don't get burnt out um, is really important as well. Definitely. Yeah. And where can the listeners find you, follow along with all the amazing stuff you're doing and learn more about the upcoming offering you have? Yeah, thank you. So um, my website is naturalsuperkids.com and we are Natural Super Kids on all the socials, on Facebook, on Instagram and on Pinterest. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll give you a link because I'm still finalising um, a little free ebook I have on the like um, on the online kind of uh, group coaching program for health and wellness practitioners. So yeah. there will be um, a little ebook that they can download for free to get a feel for um, firstly some things that they can start sort of working on immediately. Yeah. Um, and then get some more information about this upcoming program that I'm um, launching. Yeah, very exciting. And I'll be sure to link to that so everyone can find that nice and easily. So thank you so much for being here today. It has been such a pleasure. I am feeling so inspired right now by all that you're doing and all you've achieved. And yeah, I have no doubt everyone listening has learned so much just as I have. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Shana. Like I said, I love talking about this stuff. And if anyone wants to um, ask any questions, you can always DM me on Instagram. I'm happy to have a bit of a chat there. Perfect. That's always great. Cool. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it, and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality.